Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, Down Under. Well, that's, we're all down under at the moment. Well, not really down under, more on top, actually. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to another week of Tottenham being top of the league. I am Sam, joining me to discuss the joy, it's Matt. Hey mate, Arsenal are down under us at the moment, aren't they? So we're going to enjoy that. <laughs> we're going to enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, why not? It's, it's all fun. Um, yeah, they're, they're currently joint, t- oh, sorry, joint second. <laughs> Oh, the the laughs, all oh, the laughs. I, just the funny thing is, is like the, the, we're enjoying it because we've been so, what's the word, anti-football for a few years. Like Jose was very anti-football. Nuno was, oh, you know, oh, hang on. Cardinal sin, Sam. Cardinal sin. Sorry, sorry. I said, I said you should not be named. <laughs> uh, and of course, Conte was Conte. Um, is it rhymed with Conte? Anyway, so it, it's kind of crazy now that we're playing football again. We're being offensive. The team are connected with the fans again. It's it's a squad that are are young, hungry again, and and we're going in the right direction again. And we're all just enjoying that. And that seems to be pissing people off. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> and it's very fun. It's is a lot of fun. And I did see yesterday, and I shared it to our group chat because it did make me laugh. Um, Paddy Power have done one of their little promotional things. Um, and it was basically uh, Tottenham fans are experiencing something they've not experienced in quite some time. We've done some research, and we're calling it happiness. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, and apparently, it's all down to having a manager who's who's uh, not hating everyone, the club, his job, the players. <laughs> Just, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm um I'm having a very good time. We are top of the league. Did I mention that, Matt? I don't know if I mentioned we're top of the Say league. Yeah. Many times you want, mate. Yeah, top mm. of the league after nine games, and and not just sort of. Oh uh, well, you know, everyone's going. We're we're like points clear. <laughs> That's so funny to me. And you know what? It's not like a. You know, we've been top of the league under Conte and top of the league under Mourinho. Yeah. But it always felt like a false position. I feel like yeah. we deserve to be top of the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're 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 unbeaten, um, which is again, you know, just a crazy thing. Uh, but yeah, so top of the league. Um, not sure if anyone listening uh, was aware. If you weren't aware that the Premier League table currently has Tottenham as first, that's what that means. Do you, do you know? Anyway. Do you know what I love as well, Sam? Sorry, <laughs> uh, you know, I know you, you love Twitter and uh, mm. you spend a bit of time on Twitter. It's your one. It's your I go-to do. social media. You know, um, I think I said uh, uh, before. You know, you get some people that just. Um, you can't please some people, and even you know, like yeah. that that kind of analogy of like you know they win the lottery and they complain that they've got that, that it's got the be tax sent, bill, it's got yeah, to be sent yeah. off by check. Like what you guys, there was someone complaining that on the premier, official Premier League table they've put us to Spurs, and it's like no, it's Tottenham oh, Hotspur. I saw that. I saw <laughs> it's that. Like, just enjoy being top. Stop trying to pick yeah. the bones up everything. Yeah, I, I, I do find some stuff that people get annoyed about quite funny. But one thing I will say about Twitter, which is something that's 
changed under the illustrious Elon Musk. Including the name. Asshole. <laughs> Including the name, but I'm not, I'm just refusing to do that. Um, the, the thing that is kind of weird now is obviously anyone can be verified. Anyone can have a blue tick. Now, you know, that's what it is. And loads of people have them now and good luck to them. And they pay for that. And okay, fair enough. But the thing is, is you can earn money now based on your interactions so whereas in the past I'd think, God, there are some idiots on Twitter saying some of these opinions. Now I realise when there's a blue tick, they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> because if you come out with some absolute outrageous crap and you get a thousand people calling you a moron for it, cha-ching. <laughs> so, a rich yeah, it's, yeah some, sometimes it's kind of, it's a bit goading. Because there are a few times I've been like, what a dumb mother... F- oh, I see. Huh. Okay, right, I'm leaving you alone. You're basically talk sport, but for Twitter. <laughs> and talk sport has a Twitter. <laughs> Just listen to Darren Bent speak. It's enough to drive you insane. Yeah, I know he's a good that, but you forget, uh, you know, did he, did, he ever, did he ever play for Spurs? I know he's an Arsenal fan, I appreciate that. But No, you know. I, I, don't, I don't think he did. I, I remember there was a time we signed him, but I'm pretty confident a woman called Sandra Redknapp started up front instead and was better. She's better than if you. That's how I remember it. <laughs> definitely how I remember it. Um, so yeah, so we did beat Fulham 2-0. Now, th- that is news in itself. The bigger news is, I'm going to share something with all the Tottenham fans now, and the fans of our podcast, because this is this is something that's been stressing me out this season. Uh, Matt, you, you are a season ticket holder with Seb, uh, very proud of that, and I love that, you guys. Uh, and you've not been able to attend a game yet this season. And not. and my my uh, you know for for lots of different reasons and uh, all valid reasons and I as the season was going and we were doing very well I was becoming more and more concerned that when you did attend we were going to lose and then me and you would have to have this conversation <laughs> <laughs> of Matt for the good of everyone you're going to have to give up your season ticket and it would be a bad conversation so I was I was dreading it, it. it was awkward. in my stomach I was I was terrified yeah. and. The last time you and Seb attended a home game, it, obviously the atmosphere was very different to what it is this season. So uh, you went. Um, we, do you know what? Funny enough, it wasn't our best performance with the ball, which Ange said himself. Um, but the pressing and the work rate of this team, even though they weren't as great on the ball as they have been, they were still able to win the game and and to be honest with you, win it quite well. And, uh, I mean, yeah, so, Matt, I'm going to hand this to you now because this was your first home game of this season and you messaged me straight away to say, wow, like, this is this is a whole different place. So, so go on and, Matt, lay it on us. How, how did it feel? So, so uh, the only way I could really describe it is, do you remember as a 16, 17-year-old and, and falling or having a real crush on somebody and, like, that kind of feeling of love and yeah that's well that's what i was getting i felt like a soppy 17 year so i so you get I, I, we get to the stadium me and seb and we get there yeah. about quarter past seven and uh we like to go down and see the players warm up so we've yeah. gone down there it looks completely different obviously to last time we was there uh in terms of you know the, the, the players warming up it's massively changed isn't it? i mean i know there's still a lot and he, he hadn't made a map it's not like he did a nottingham forest but it just feels like it's a different mm-hmm. team you know so yeah. we get there, uh, watch them for a bit, and then sit in our seats. And I always, I, 
I, I don't know, and I don't know if you something you you may know more about than me, but I don't know who decides on who who what music's played. I always used to think it was the manager because I remember when Conte came in, yeah. it was different. The music felt different. And if, yeah. So I don't know if this is something that Andrew's brought in, but it just had like a bit of a party atmosphere to it. So they were playing the, some. Um, the club has a DJ. Yeah. Basically, someone who's in charge of it and. I, I have now found the gentleman who is the DJ on Twitter. Okay. Because before the game started, I saw him do a little tweet to, to show he was lining up islands in the stream. Right, okay. For after. Right, yeah. I'll bear that in mind for later, right? So, yeah, so he's yeah. He's, he's playing um some good, like, proper dance music. Yeah. And he just started getting, the you know, you're building up the, the expectation and, and the atmosphere feels good. Everyone, yeah. you know, it just it just felt like a really good atmosphere. Kick off, like you said, pressing from the start, wanting the ball, playing football. Honestly, yeah. the amount of games that me and Seb went to last season where the first 15, 20 minutes were like, we could be 2 0 down by half time. Yeah. I 2 0 down. But no, there's no way that's happening here, you know? Yeah. Obviously, we go 1 0 up, and I'm just standing there thinking, the love's coming back. The love is really yeah. coming back. I'm feeling that. You know, something you talk about quite a lot, that connect between the fans. Connection, yeah. yeah. Really getting that, really getting that. Second half, it's bizarre because I know we didn't play particularly well, but if you mm. ask, if you, my, it's funny how the brain works. My my brain didn't, didn't ha- I didn't come away from that second half thinking, blimey, we were lucky there. I know, I know they, oh. I know they started to play a bit more, but I felt like the reason why they were playing a bit more Fulham is because they had to, because, they yeah. were 1-0 down. So, like, you, you've got to start playing, like, you know. The, and, and so it, it created a better game, you know, because at the first half, it felt like... I, I kept saying the first half, it felt like um, we needed Basuma in the team because Basuma's really good at picking picking passes in really tight-knit... Um, yeah. And, and it's what we needed. And we really missed Basuma, I think, especially the first half. But, yeah, second yeah. second goal goes in, dark celebration. I don't know if you picked it up on the, on the TV, uh, but him and Sonny were like ready to throw the dart and they were looking up at us. Yeah. If you look at a picture of Madison, he's looking up at us because he's like, you yeah. ready guys, we're going to do this in, in sync. So we're like, Whoa. <laughs> and as they throw the dart, yeah. 17,500 fans Whee! cheer at once. Yeah? yeah. Just insane. Final whistle. Just like, like the amount of time, yeah. even when we all, even when we were winning, right? Even when Spurs mm-hmm. won, won a game, me and Seb were still like, look, should we, disappear now like you know two or three minutes before the final whistle avoid all the, all the, the crowds coming out yeah I, I stood there final whistle i couldn't go i just was standing there wow. i just was in love sam with the team again <laughs> the, the the fuzzy feeling the fuzzy feeling was really there and seb was the <clears> same <throat> seb was standing there and i don't know if it if it picks it up if it picks it up obviously you know you said about islands, islands in the stream like they come yeah. on and we was all singing and then the the the, the Robbie Williams song, come on. Yeah. We're all singing. And looking behind me, most of us are still there. Like, yeah, no one was yeah, empty. Him. And it wasn't like people were standing there as they were waiting to move. People were literally rooted to the spot because they didn't want to go. And I didn't want to no. go either. I didn't want to go. And I paid the price because we didn't get to the... St- didn't even get inside White... Didn't even get inside White Lane Station to almost uh, 11 o'clock at night. So that told you how long it took us just to get oh, to wow, the station. Yeah. Right? And that's the problem when you stay late. It was one of those things where you're like, I don't care. I just, no. I the love has come flooding back, and I, I know, I know you're going to kill me for saying this, and everyone listening is going to kill me. But I just, I just turned to the guy behind me, and I was like, I think we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> Mate, we're not going to, but we could. I, just, I, just, I feel like we're going to do it. I just, I feel like there's something special, really special happening. And look, mm. it, it, I'm, I'm 44. I've been a Spurs fan yeah. long enough to know that it's probably going to come crashing down at any moment. But right yeah, now, Friday. everything <laughs> just feels like it's aligning. Like, and it's like, yeah. it, we just, we're playing brilliant. Pre- for me, this is, this is for me, right? Where I think it's going to, Either uh, or carry on or crash injuries, <laughs> because yeah. that last 10, 10, 15 minutes when he bought those, uh, when he made those substitutions, yeah. everything just went pear shaped, you know. Well, it became very disjointed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, um, it, it's it's the thing that what has happened so far is he makes a change, two changes, and it kind of slots in, and they kind of come in and do their jobs, and and it's worked quite well. When you make the wholesale change, which is when you look at that, um, I, I think I put it was like six of our first team then weren't on the pitch, mm. and that you know that that's huge, you know that that is literally the B squad again, and it was the B squad against Fulham that's lost our only game this season, albeit on penalties. Yeah, of course. So, it um, yeah, I mean you got to have squad and then you got to have squad options. And ideally, those players come in and out in in one or twos. Do you know what I mean? And and then it's it's not a wholesale kind of change. I think he looked at it and was like, "We're playing again on Friday. Um, this team don't stop. They press like mad, which is what he wants. So let's let's you know, cotton wool for Sonny, cotton wool for you know Richie and, and Madison, yeah. and and then we go again on Friday. Um, I mean that's." That's to my mind the only thing you could think of, and something that happened though when all those changes because like Emerson Ryle was on the left, and you know he's predominantly right footed, so he struggled a little bit with that. But he put in a shift, and there was a moment where he made a block, and Pedro Porro celebrated it like we'd scored. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that really summed up this new kind of spirit, this new kind of philosophy, this new team ethic we have here now which is they're all in it together they're all pulling in the same direction it doesn't matter who's on the bench who's in the starting 11 you know someone comes on and does something they're all you know they're all with each other um i do just want a, a circle for special praise as well uh, vicario um i've mentioned vicario before um because i've been impressed with him since we signed him and he he's a player i hadn't heard of when we were linked um, I did some reading and everything read very, very well. Everything was very positive about the attributes for a goalkeeper that we would need. His arrival interview and stuff when we signed him, I thought he sounded excellent, spoke very well, spoke very good English, which of course helps when moving to England. But in the preseason, you could see that he was playing this system that Ange wanted, you know, basically as a sweeper, um, where we play a high line. And so... A lot of people got it in their heads, like, oh, you know, he's, this is going to be a nightmare. He's, you know, he's a calamity waiting to happen. And we played our first game of the season, drew two all, and people seemed to hold him at fault for the goals, which I, which I found very odd at the time. But since then, everyone shut their mouths about it, and they're all praising him. But I just want to circle him because one of the things that we struggled with last season, and Again, just want to caveat this with Hugo Lloris was a phenomenal goalkeeper for us for a long time. Um, but his level definitely dipped last year. You know, the year before you could debate it, last year definitely dipped for me. Vicario is right up there. And the save he made 
there were a couple of saves he made in that Fulham game, but one of them in particular in the first half, I mean, you listen to the commentary, they were saying goal, and he saved it. Like, people watching, was like, oh, that's in. Oh, wow. You know, he, he saved it. It was an absolute brilliant header. Um, and, yeah, so... Vicario, for me, in addition to all the all the other you know great players we got there, he has been a phenomenal signing. Yeah, we we that was that was in the eleventh minute, and that was obviously yeah. in front of us, like in the south stand. And yeah. I just remember when he after when he saved it, we all sort of looked at each other, and my, the first mm. words that came out of my mouth was, "He had no right to save that. No, but like no, had no, no right to save it. Like you know you what you watch yeah. it you watching it there in real time, and you." And you're just thinking goal, and then and then his hand appears yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, strong as hell as insane well. Insane save. Like it was one of those ones where we all sort of had our head, hands on our head, just looking at each other, like, how did he save that? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was phenomenal because it felt like it was past him, you know, because yeah. that thing flew, and you know, you almost it was like a look on a Fulham player of like, wow, okay, fair play. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I, you know, when I connected with that, I was thinking goal. Um, but again, uh, the things I love about that is he'd made that save and immediately you saw Romero get in his face like, yes, sort of like, yes, keeper. Mm. Um, Van de Ven uh, and Romero. Uh, I just, we we were blessed with Toby and Jan. Like we, we as a fan base for a few, a few years saw those two in their prime and it, it, was, it was special. And I feel... I'm watching Romero and Van der Ven as a partnership, and I feel that again. I, I feel it is special. Yeah, I, I, I would argue, and obviously there's a bias, I would argue that they are probably the best centre-back pairing in the Premier League right now. I don't think there's a better centre-back um, pairing. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there are, as, as a pair, possibly, I think there are some very good centre-backs in the Premier League, but, yeah, I mean... Tottenham, Tottenham tinted glasses, yeah. and we're top of the league. Yeah, no, so yeah. you know, look, look, I appreciate this, this. I appreciate this bias, but two two things I would definitely say is that with Romero, I mean, best football player that's blessed the, the, the sport in the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. They said he's the best centre back yeah. in the world. We, you know, so and he's not he's yeah. not a Spurs fan, is he? Right, Mickey Mickey Van der Ven, very young. And, and I'll, I'll make the point again that he's exactly to the day, well, not to the day now, but on the April 19th he was, half my age, right? which is, scares the life oh, out of me. Oh, it's a dark day. Right, it's a dark, it's it was a dark, a dark day. day. My, my 44th <laughs> birthday was a dark day. But, um, like, his pace for, for the size of him, like, you know, you get, like, yeah. I, I didn't, this is, these, it's one of those things where when you, when you watch, when you watch it on telly, it's brilliant, yeah. but when you when you see these players in real life, you get a real a real a real sense yeah. a real life sense of it. And there was a moment in I think it was the first half when he um they, they I think they played over the top and he, he yeah. sort of chased the guy down, and his pace is insane. Like I'm like yeah. this guy's six foot four, six foot five. He's a lump, yeah. and he is the he's Carl Walker speed. You know, it's so it fast. It is impressive. It is ridiculous. And, and, and another thing I would say as well with Romero. And again, it's something that I feel like I, I, I get a real sense of when I'm when I'm there watching it. I this is my theory with with Romero now. I've decided. Right? Okay. You're you're a big fan of this this genre. Um, the um, oh, you know the the blue pill red pill film. The film's escape. Oh, Matrix. Matrix yeah. yeah. You know when he finally gets it and he sees bullet yeah. time, right? That's yeah, how yeah. Romero sees life, yeah? That's why <laughs> yeah. he's so cool, calm, and collected, because he is seeing things in slow motion. There's no other explanation for it. 
it, yeah. it, no, no one is allowed to be that calm and and see things in such a in such a calm way. Like he's he, sometimes he's got the back to he's got he's, he's facing us, so he's got his back to play. Mm-hmm. He's got the ball and he will pick a pass, and and he's surrounded yeah. by four or five different uh, opposition players, and he calmly picks a pass to their feet. How does he do that? There's there's no there's yeah. no right he has no right to do that, you know. And and you yeah. watch it and you think. Where, where, how is he? How is he so, like? How is someone so? And, and I think the problem is last season. And again, I know you don't. And I'm, I'm, this is not. I know you don't like me criticizing players. And I, I'm not saying it to criticize, but it's just to make a point. He was. He was having. He was being set, uh, paired with players that the ability probably wasn't where it should be. And now he's paired with Van der Ven. He's bringing the best out of him. As well, you know, because yeah, I, I would, I would also add to that, and I think it's worth keeping in mind. Yeah, uh, players and levels. I mean, that can be debated, and I think Van der Ven's shown a level up definitely, but also tactically. So the team now know Romero knows where everyone's going to be, because you look at them, you can see that they know how the system works. When someone has the ball here, I'm here. I make myself available. I move here. I do this. I do this. We are playing it this way. This is how we play. And it's almost like you say, like he's instinctively, he knows, right. Okay. The fullbacks are going to form a square. They're going to invert. So I'm here. I know if I play it there, that's where Poro's going to be. I know if I play it there, that's where Van der Ven's going to be. And they have this kind of well-drilled, almost sort of uh, ability now where it's like, I know what we're doing. And and there's a few times teams press and we lose the ball and stuff, but you can see that the the way that we're playing doesn't change. It's like, you know, this is what we're going to do. Every now and again, the opposition are going to do well, but we're going to accept that they've done well and we're going to keep playing our way. Yeah, of course. And Romero just exemplifies that. You know, you're right, he does. And, And one of the things that, again, happened during the international break, which I think for a lot of Tottenham fans would be a shock... You think about him last year and going into that World Cup and he was injured and there was all that stuff written about, you know, the Argentina players, country over club and it's fine and, you know, but we as a club find that difficult. You know, we want our best players to be playing for us and and there was all this stuff about, you know, is this what happens? They fake an injury and off they go and all this stuff that was written and it did feel a little bit kind of negative and stuff and he went off and he won the World Cup which is great and he came back and he was like you know, you know I'm dedicated to Tottenham etc but the club weren't doing very well he's been made vice captain now and you can see that that has almost lifted him in the club like you know I, I, I want to win stuff here like I've gone and won the World Cup in my country and I like being at Tottenham I want to win stuff here at Tottenham and in the summer he said he had offers to leave and he wasn't interested and now he goes on an international break, plays plays an important game for his country, wins that game, and then tells his manager that he's got a bit of muscle fatigue so he isn't playing the full game next time because he has an important game for Spurs when he gets back. Mm-hmm. What a difference. Yeah. And that, that, I think, now shows that he and, and everyone there are completely bought into this and feel themselves that okay, this is this is special. This is going the right way. I need to be on it. I need to be at my best. Um, and you know the the manager as well also talked about training, and he was talking about the best people in training are consistently those that aren't necessarily getting all the game time. They're not getting starts. 
And he said, but what it's doing and the reason why I'm so impressed by these professionals is because everyone is being kept honest. He said, there's not one person who's in that first 11 who feels safe because the other players in that squad every day in training are stepping up. And he's like, you know, this is a squad game. This is a squad. This is everyone here. And it's everyone seems to be pulling the right. Of course, it's very easy to be that way when you're winning. You know, it's, it's very easy, you know, top of the league right now, nine games unbeaten in the Premier League. Everyone can feel that, you know. It's amazing how quickly that shit can turn if you get a couple of bad results. Yeah, but exactly. right now, right now, all good. Do you know, I've got, I've got um, to mention Captain <clears throat> Sonny as well, mate. He's, uh, yeah. Do, do, do you know, this is in the first half. So, because, uh, again, I, I, I want, it's positive. Like, things really, really going well at the moment. Richardson, I I just think there's something not right with his confidence or something. But there were, okay. but there was about three or four times when so he was playing on the left, wasn't he? And Sonny was playing in the middle. And yeah. I was like, surely they should swap. I mean, I, look, I, I'm I'm just a someone sitting in the, in the stands. I'm not the manager. Or I don't see. Yeah. But for me, it felt like it made more sense, you know, because Richardson was was he was really struggling to cut in. His crosses weren't reach. Whereas Richardson in the middle with his pigeon neck heading you know yeah. and then and then about five minutes later Richardson on the left passes into Sonny Sonny scores from the middle yeah. you know yeah. but um, I, I just it, it's insane isn't it you know you talk about how Romero's um, changed since he's been given the responsibility of vice captain yeah. Sonny is I, I think a lot of a lot of where we I mean obviously the majority of the credit goes to Postacoglu for what he's done and be, yeah. and he gave you know it's also he, he gives Sonny this responsibility as well but did, yeah. since Sonny has become captain I think that's revolution like you, you know I want so you was talking earlier about um the team spirit with Pedro Porro you yeah. look this is something I wanted to mention when you when when we when we score or, or when you know when something like that happens it's the yeah. players that are reacting and Postacoglu Angel stick a fist in the air, but there's not much more yeah. there. Under Conte, it was almost like you know he had the Conte cam. It was like yeah, that I mean, was the yeah. person that, that was the ego, that was the personality, that's what it was all about, you know. Whereas yeah. uh, Angel shifted it, hasn't he? It's not about me, you know. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't, I don't want Angel cam or anything, you know. It's about the players, and I feel like that's that's a dynamic that's changed, and for the better for the squad, definitely. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, so we're going to move on to uh, the fan questions in a second. I uh, just uh, very quickly before we do that, I just want to mention one thing. Um, so uh, I know there's a lot of people out there who've got a real strong opinion of Eric Dyer and stuff like that, and that's fine. Um, but there was a little sad thing that happened this week for me, anyway, personally. It sort of depressed me a bit, and that was um, they do a thing of everyone arriving at the ground back from international duty, and they were filming the players coming in, and Eric Dyer comes in. And you hear him say to the guys with the cameras, oh, don't worry about filming me. Like, you know, you're not going to use it. Don't worry about it. And it, it kind of it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. This is a guy who's been at the club for a good while. Um, I love Eric Dyer. He loves me. And it just it's just really sad for me. Uh, I know people can debate about the levels and stuff, and the players that have come in are doing brilliantly and stuff. But I just, I don't like the idea of him feeling that way, you know, the sort of unwanted, and, and it's kind of crappy, because, uh, you know, you don't want those players, and it's a similar thing with Hugo Lloris, like Hugo Lloris, 
they did the team photo, and of course he's the third choice keeper now. And he's there, and you can see Sonny as the captain, everyone laughing and joking, and you just see him in the background watching. And it, it's just it's just a little bit sad but, that that's how that's happened. I, I, look, I, I, from, a, from a sympathy point of view, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, Sam. But yeah. I know we've had the conversation about, like, especially with Larice. Yeah. If if it if it was a case that he's really young, he's really sad there, and you know it's not a place he wants to be, I'm I'm sure that if he said to the club, let's let's just terminate my contract, he could they'd, they'd agree to that. So he's he's yeah. He's, but he's, why he's... why would you why would you no do but that? no but that's 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 what I'm saying to you, Sam. So there's a level of sympathy from the point of view that maybe he doesn't feel like he's part of the squad, but he's collecting, yeah. let's say, let's say, for example, I don't know how much he's in, but let's, let's example, say it's 150 grand a week. So he's, co- yeah. he's collecting 150 grand a week, right? So yeah. from that point of view, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, oh, you know, he's, he's really wealthy, so don't feel sorry for him. That's not, that's not the, that's the point I'm trying to make. It's that he, he, he knows he's collecting 150,000 pound a week. So, um, or whatever it is. So, from that point of view, he doesn't have to, you know, he can he can go somewhere else and obviously earn less and feel wanted in a, in a club, you know. So there's a level of sympathy to an extent for me, but I think he, if he really, if he really wanted, you know, if it wasn't, maybe, I don't know, I'm guessing, but if probably money is point of, part of it because he's got that year and he's, he's earning that and he's not going to earn that anywhere. He's not going to get a contract like that anywhere well, else. Well, he, he could have earned triple his money. You're talking about Larice. He could have earned triple his money moving to Saudi, but he didn't want to move his family. Yeah, no, of, of course. Yeah, of course. But, but... Um, I, I don't know, mate. I always find this topic really uneasy for me because... I don't know when I don't know where the financial element comes in on mental health and stuff. Like, if I earn hundred grand a week, does that mean I'm immune to feeling shit? Yeah, and that's why I'm not. That's that's why I was trying to. I appreciate I've raised the the the, the point of of the contract, but that's not. Yeah. I'm not trying to say don't feel sorry for him because he earns that. That's that's not what I'm trying to say. It's that. You're trying to say that it was his choice. He, he to can stay. terminate. He, he can terminate his contract. He can do that. You know, and and yeah. and. I'm pretty sure the club would go, okay, thank you for all that service. See you later. And he can go and find something somewhere else. Not Saudi Arabia. He could probably go back to France and he probably would be earning a lot. Like, say, for example... He he, he tried to go back to France and no one wanted him. Do you not think there's a team, there's not one team in the, in that league that would say, would take Hugo Lloris? Uh, mate, I, I, I can only tell you what, what I read and what I saw and what I saw was he wanted to be first choice somewhere. And nowhere, nowhere was willing to that give doesn't, him. That doesn't like that doesn't like. What about even the championship? Like, there surely is a team in the championship where they would bite the, our arm off to have Lloris as their number one. Yeah, but who? Yeah, okay. I, I, um, I, I, I see what you're saying. No, I, I yeah, I, I gotta be honest. I, I don't. I yeah. I, and 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 as soon, as soon as soon as money was brought into this, I feel uneasy because I feel like these are two guys who have really worked hard for the club, done loads of stuff, sacrificed, but because they earn good money, fuck no, them. no, I, and, I and yeah, and that's that. That, and that's absolutely not my point at all. I, I never would. That's it's irrelevant. Like that, how 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 wealthy they are is irrelevant to the point yeah. I make it definitely it doesn't matter how wealthy they are. It, it's just that I feel like I feel like he he there is. It's Hugo Lloris, World Cup winning captain Hugo Lloris. There's clubs yeah. out there that would take him. There are clubs that, that would take him. I, I mean, I, I just that's that's that. I, I know that's my opinion, but like I'm sure it's an opinion shared by many that Hugh, World Cup winning captain Hugo Lloris could get into most 
to teams at some level in Europe as the first choice goalkeeper. It, it, surely. Well, he tried all summer to get a move and didn't manage to do it. Um, Eric Dyer had a few options, but he wanted to stay at the club and fight for his place. And the manager said he was happy to do that, but he needed to understand he wouldn't be first choice in the defence. Um, but, 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 yeah, but I mean, this is another thing with Eric, Eric Dyer. Again, I, I, I love Eric Dyer. You know, and you say, I, and he's, he's been an amazing servant to the club for, mm. what, since 25, so it's like eight years. But yeah. I, I, I feel like with him, and I know, and I don't, I don't want to, like, you know, I pointed, I pointed out in the past that last year, you know, his body language is really off. And and, yeah. and and like you said, I, did, I haven't seen that thing where he's, he, you know, he's, he's, he says no point video in me. But yeah, I, I just I, I feel like for an, a, an elite, an elite professional, an elite sportsman, like we 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 especially especially like you know with the cost of living crisis and that. And I'm not I'm not trying to bring money into, but I'm just trying to make the point that a lot of us are struggling you know, at the, at the moment. And this is not me saying that because he's wealthy, he should be strong. But what I'm saying is he's an elite professional. Surely as an elite professional, it's about mentality, isn't it? So like if, 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 um, you, you I feel like maybe, I don't know what's going on in his, in his personal life, but you just feel like if, if, if he could change his mentality to, no, I'm going to get myself back into this first team, you know, and, and, and not have the mentality of I've given up. No, they're not interested in me. You know, it's no point taking pictures of me. And instead, like, you know, and, and sometimes I, I understand it. I appreciate you. Well, can you fight. You've been, I mean, surely you've been depressed. No, no, that's, no, but I'm, no, I know, I know I'm, I'm not, I have a massive level of sympathy for him. I, I appreciate that. But I, I wonder as, as a, as a, from a, from just from a footballing point of view for the, from the squad and him in the team, I'm I'm wondering whether the, like the the mentality needs to be I'm I'm going to get my way back into this team. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to get my way back into it. I feel like some I feel like sometimes he's got a defeatist attitude, and and that, and that's just from what I can take from 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 my own ignorant view of what I see of him. You know, I'd like I know nothing about any of his personal life or anything, and what demons he's got going on, like like a lot of us have. But from just a purely just looking at it from purely as a as a footballing point of view. I just wonder whether his attitude for that is is maybe where it needs to 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 change. Do you see what I mean? Like I, I feel uh, like he's defeat. He's too defeatist. I, I think at the moment. I think, I think I see the point you're making. I've got to be honest with you, mate. We're at complete odds on this. Yeah, one. sure. I, I just really uh, like for me, whatever your profession you're doing and stuff like that, your mental health and he's been through a lot with his actual health and and things that happen. There's a documentary on Spurs play all about him where he talks about it and you, and you go through his journey as a player um, and you learn about sort of like the stuff he went through the last few seasons. Um, basically, you only got to put his name on any social media just to see Tottenham fans, his own fans, ripping him apart on a regular basis. He posts anything and people are typing, get out of my club, you're shit. And people wonder why he feels a bit defeated, a bit deflated, why he seems depressed, why he's not at a level is because the supporters aren't supporting him. No one is. Yeah, okay, we as a team are playing a different type of system, a higher line. He's not suited to that. He knows that. He knows that at the end of this season when his contract's up, he's leaving. He, he knows that. But he had the chance to leave where he would have earned good money, go place for his but he wanted to stay because he actually quite likes being a Tottenham player. He said it before, you know, bury me at White Hart Lane. I love the place. Mm. And yet we're all just like, nah, 
sort of. And people are doing that to other players as well. You've got Oliver Skip, a kid who's come through the academy. Every time he's mentioned, all I read is he's not good enough. Mm. Bomb him out. He's championship level at best. People people just... Social media can be a really vile place. And this idea that, oh, they earn loads of money, I can say whatever the hell I like to them, is bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, completely. You know, Davinson Sanchez earns very good money, but when he got booed by that stadium, that really broke yeah, him. Yeah, and, and you know... There's, there's, an in, there's an interview in Turkey now where he's talked about it for the first time. And, I mean, I read that. It was horrible. Imagine having to go through that. Yeah, I was, mate, I was there, and I think I mentioned it the, the podcast after the game. I, I felt like... Uh, and it's probably because of my age. I felt like I just want to go and give him a cuddle, you know. And I'm like, yeah. just ignore him, mate, you know. And it, and it, and and so from that point of view, you know, I I think it's 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 wrong the, the way the players are attacked, and that's why I'm, I, I don't I don't want to come across like I'm I'm attacking them, you know. I just feel like from from a from a from a from just a purely supporting Spurs and the club, I just think think that. For for whatever reason, if they've, they've probably been there too, like they just they they, it's just, they shouldn't be there. Basically, they would be a lot from from their own for their mental health and for their footballing their their careers. They Larice and Dyer just need to be at different clubs. I just I think that's what it comes down to. They just need to be at different clubs. And and I, I agree that you know you said about Dyer loving a club, and that's and that's why we that's where that song come from. And it's horrible that when he's now getting attacked all the time, and, and you wonder whether I mean. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole again, but you know, the way Levy doesn't, you know, you talked about Chelsea with, with players, if it doesn't work and Levy just keeps play. I think he keeps players too long, you know, and I think these are two examples of players that have probably been at the club just as longer than they should have been at the club. I think what it comes down to. Yeah. It's just sad. Yeah, no, like, yeah. There was, a time, yeah. there was a time Larice was linked away and we were all really sad about it and he stayed because he was loyal and now people want him gone. And you got Eric Dyer, who was linked away at a point, and everyone was upset about it, and he stayed and was loyal. And now people are turned on him. It just... You, you look at... Look, look, it gets to me. Yeah, no, I get that. And you, do you know what? I, so, so you know, they could have gone at different times. You, you look... Like, you, like you're saying. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Anyway, let, let's move on, because I, I think, like I said, we're, we're kind of... We could go around in circles on that. Um, okay. It is time to hand over to uh, people from our social media. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. Okay, we have nothing from Instagram this week because absolutely nobody on Instagram likes us. Um, I, I, do you know what? It's actually getting a little bit depressing for me, this. This is like, you know, listening figures. I, I know there's so many Tottenham podcasts out there now. But no one, no one likes us anymore. Oh, they Matt. do. Listen, we, th- yeah. we're, we're, we're st- every every time I, 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 every time I talk to anybody that's to support Spurs, I'll always mention the podcast, and I'm really it's something I'm yeah. really proud of being involved in, and, and and we've been involved with it for like like five years now, haven't we? This is this is episode two one four two hundred and fourteen episodes. Exactly. Listen, we're we're we're, we're well established, and look, listening figures go up and down. People, there's trends. People like you know, and it's like you say, it's a fashionable thing to do at the moment to set up podcasts, but they're all crash and burn. We're established, mate. <laughs> We've been going for a long while. We're, we're not quite at the uh, fighting cock level yet, but we, we, we'll be there one day, mate. No, not quite. <laughs> not quite we'll be right. there one day. Okay, so John Dyer says, do you expect to see changes to the starting eleven on Friday, given the quick turnaround from the match against Fulham? Uh, I personally don't expect to see many changes. Oh, um, I, think I, might, I think he might start Brennan Johnson. I've got a feeling he'll start Brennan Johnson on Friday. Um... 
I have no idea. The Brennan Johnson thing's an interesting one for me, especially me and me and Step and Stefan go over this a lot because he's not. I think I said to you, he's like a lot of people are like, "Oh, what a great signing!" To me, it's just been like I don't see it, and I want you know, I desperately want to see it. <laughs> I desperately want to go. Oh, that's why we paid that money. Yes, bring it on. But I'm like, I don't see it. And so far, he's come in, got injured. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it was like, he, he said to me, um, uh, Stefan says, like, oh, seriously, he's like prime Delhi for us. He's going to be like prime Delhi Alley. I said, right now, he's prime Ryan Sessignon for us, where he's arrived with all this promise, got injured, and that's it. He's like, oh, that's really harsh. I was like, well, look, all I can base it on is what I've seen so far. He came in, I'm a hamstring, and that's it. That's, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. So um, I have no idea. Like I personally wouldn't start him over Richie, Sonny, or Kulisevsky right now. Um, but I, I have no like this kid could be amazing, and I'm just like not seeing it yet. So I hope so. <laughs> I hope I hope when I hope when the opportunity is there, the kid grabs it, and I'm like on the podcast next time, going, "There it is. That's the one everyone told me about." And that, all those words uh, on that plate yeah. is just stuffing stuffing them in your mouth, might sound. Anyway, no, I, 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 I try and I try and stay fairly balanced with stuff. It's like just because I look at it and go, I don't understand it, don't mean they're crap. Yeah, it course. just means that it's yeah. like I don't see it at the moment. Yeah. I don't like that was a lot of money to throw at a player, and I'm like, okay, we spent that sort of money on different people in the past, and it's not really worked. And but like, hey, I watched Tanky Undumbelly play for over a year and thought he was the answer to everything we ever God. needed. You, so what the hell do I know? Do you know, do you know what? You, need to, you know that. Let's not talk about. I think we should have one about him as well. God, that bloke. He, he just epitomised, didn't he? The last two or three years, didn't he? Dumbbelly. Just um, I mean, he's just, yeah. I mean, he's he's on loan, and there's an actual quote from his manager saying, "I've never had a player who is this unfit <laughs> and and called professional." Really. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He, there's no way they're not sending him back to us. Where, where is he at the moment? Is he in Turkey? He's in Turkey. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, they, uh, they actually gave his weight out in an interview right. as like this is where he should be and this is where he is, <sighs> and we've tried to work with him and we set him all his goals and everything, and he's just not. It just there are certain people who are professional and not at a level, and then there's people who have earned serious money. I almost feel like when his contract with us is done, he's going to retire. Yeah, like yeah. I've made my money. Yeah. Like I, I reached, I got a contract that made me a load of money for life and that's it. I don't care. It's like buying a lottery ticket. Which is, nothing for it. Yeah, yeah. Which is mad, yeah. which is like really kind of bizarre. And it's, it's hard to kind of get your head around, but it's what it is. So John, no, I don't actually see a lot of changes because we play Friday, but then we don't play again till Monday. Um, and that Monday game, by the way, is the one I've been looking forward to oh, the most. It. Um, it is like I, 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 I'm going to be almost North London derby level now. For me, it's going to be I. We can't lose. And it's another night. <laughs> like, it's a night game as well. So if the atmosphere yeah. is anything like it was uh, on Monday, just oh gone. mate, that atmosphere with him coming back is going to be insane, oh, yeah. isn't it? Yep. It's it's gotta be it's gotta be absolutely bonkers. Uh, but anyway, so no, I don't see that. Um, uh, Andrew's very very about the next game, and with us not in Europe or anything like that, I don't see a lot of changes. The the central midfield could be interesting because Sar came off with a knock. Um, so Basuma's back from suspension. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Basuma and Hoybier start 
uh, and Sars perhaps on the bench. It depends on how serious that knock is, of course. Could have just been a precaution, an impact injury, you know, give it a day and he's fine. But Did, uh, do you know Udogi come off as well, didn't he? Do you know Harry? Is... Uh, same, uh, same. Uh, we're not going to hear, into, well, we should hear today, oh. actually, thinking about it. As, as I'm recording this, we might already know. Okay. <laughs> so depending on when you're listening, there could be really good news or bad news about those players. <sighs> Um, Dave, because of course, in doggy, uh, Ben Davis is our other sort of left back, and Ben Davis picked up an injury in the training session before the game, so I had to pull out of the squad. Right. So, in theory, if your dog has got injured as well, we got no one left sided, which is hilarious when Regulon's starting for Man United in the Champions League. But you know, <laughs> that's what it is. Um, Ryan Miller says, When we win the league, how will you both celebrate? Uh, Ryan, if we Tottenham win the league this season. I will get a tattoo to commemorate it. That's how I'll celebrate it. And I'll, um, I'll say exactly what I always say. I'll just strip all my clothes off and run up and down yeah. the street screaming <laughs> like a girl. And that's that what happened. Actual question from Ryan is, based on the good start we have had so far, do you think Levy will do much January transfer business? No. Yeah, let's not get carried away. <laughs> I think what will happen is, look, you're doing amazing. You don't need anyone else. What do I need to spend money for? Your squad's clearly the best in the league. Yay. <laughs> That's how his mind works. Uh, Tom Perk says, how concerned should we be that Basuma and Saar will be off to the African Cup of Nations? They are very big boots to fill. How many games are they likely to miss? Um... This is actually, yeah, Tom, this is something that's playing on my mind and it is something that the January window for me is where we need to add someone in that midfield because Hoybier is still desperate to leave and there are three clubs in Italy now basically circling to take him on loan in January with a permanent transfer in the summer and he is pushing hard he's changed his agent because he was so angry with his last agent he didn't get the move he wanted in the summer and the new agent has strong links to italy (laughs) hence now he's clearly picked someone to help him get this move um jose Mourinho, whether he's still at the club he's desperate to bring him in and eric dyer by the way apparently um but also uh, juventus now have basically publicly said he's on their list so it is interesting that he could be off Basuma and Saar with the AFCON. Um, Benson is returning, uh, but none of us have any idea what his level is going to be until he gets back playing. Did you see that clip they, they posted? Yeah. That yeah, was that, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah that, that was a ridiculous finish. But um, yeah, I, I, an injury like that, I mean, I, I hope with everything I have, he comes back and is still the same player. He's better. Because if he is under Ange... Brilliant. You know, that guy's just going to suit... He's going to love it. He's going to absolutely love life in that Ange system of... Because his transition was the only thing that was positive under Conte. His ability to arrive in the box and grab a goal and his transitional play was the only thing that made us tick at one point. And when we lost him... It all went shit. Yeah, that's right. We basically was surviving on Harry Kane scoring loads of goals and Benton yeah, Cross scoring last minute winners, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was, that was how we were still in any sort of game. So we got him returning. Uh, Skip, despite what many fans think, I think is a good level and with games will do a very good job. Um, Sar's energy is phenomenal. His box-to-box is so, so good. Um, how long will they be gone? Senegal won it last time. 
So Sara will probably be gone for the entire tournament. The Suma, maybe not quite so long, <laughs> but but we are still going to lose them for for a good period of games. Um, so I, oh, it's difficult. I like for me in January, I would be looking at that as an area where a central defender, if one is available, who who can add, who can play in the high line, who can add something, um, would definitely be on my my shopping list. Um, and then a midfielder who could fill the similar sort of role as Basuma would also be on my shopping list. Um, I don't, despite our club's affiliation with, hmm, transfer window, let's buy a winger. Despite that being like our go-to for every transfer window, I really don't think we need to sign one. (laughs) Like, like we don't need another attacking player. Like, look, we are scoring goals well, okay? Um, and you know, unless something ridiculous is available, you know, you're not going to say no. But it is like, no, we, we got enough there. Let's let's focus on where we need it. And if we just made two signings, and those two signings were a central defender who's who's a level up on our squad option, and a central midfielder who replaces Hoybier, you know, and and is a level up again for for Angie's system, then I'd be very very happy. Yeah. Um, it actually happening though seems very unrealistic. I know, but do you know? Do you know? I know we've spoken about it before, but this and I know there was an article come out uh, uh, in regards to what Kulusevski said um, about the fact that we've got no European football this season. Yeah, but it, yeah. It, it is making a massive difference. I think he said, and for anyone that hasn't read it, he said that the fact that he's still playing three games a week. He said they were quite. They got quite tired. He said even in warm-ups, he was quite tired because they were playing three games a week yeah. essentially. Whereas now it's just one a week. And also he, he mentioned the fact that you know we were travelling to places like Italy and Spain. Whereas now he's at home all the time, and that that's made a massive difference. But you know it, it's all about injuries. If we can if we can stay fairly injury-free, which is more likely when you're playing less games, isn't it? The more games you play, the more yeah. chance. Then we really this season we probably don't need to add much because. We 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 you know we're not managing loads of games. We're at the Carabao Cup, so really all we've got, well, all we do have, is a league in the FA Cup. If we get knocked out of the FA Cup in the third round, then we just literally just whoa, got whoa, league games. Whoa, 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 whoa! FA but, Cup, we're going to win yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we But I'm just just trying to make the point that the games the, oh. the games are so more spread out. That, look, don't get me wrong. I want us to get back in. I'm hoping we qualify at least for the Champions League. You know, when we win the title, we qualify, obviously. But um, this season, <laughs> let's make let's just make the most of it. And uh, and probably this season we don't like. You know, I, I agree with you. Attacking wise, we're fine. Probably like you say, we need to strengthen slightly in in, in the defensive side. But in barring injuries, yeah, I don't think we need to make many moves in the, in the transfer window. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last one is from Stepin Stefan himself, the super sub. He says Vicario, Udogi, Romero, Van de Ven, Pedro Porro uh, versus. <laughs> right, so he's our current back five, keeper and back four, versus Hugo, Rose, Jan, Toby, and Walker in their prime. Who do you pick? Ooh. See, this is where <laughs> sentiment comes into it, Sam, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Who would you go See, for? It's an, it's, a, it's an interesting one because Pochettino's system, if you had Pochettino as the manager, you'd go with the Hugo back because they were built for that system. You know, the fullbacks are your width. They stay wide. They bomb up and down all day long. And Rosenwalker did that for, for days. You know, they, they had 
they they could do that all day. Poro and Udogi possibly could do that, but I've never seen them in that in that way. So, but under Ange, it, there's no contest because Vicario's ability distribution is on another level to Hugo, even in his prime. Yeah. Love you, Hugo, but mate. Um, Romero, for me, is a better defender than either Jan or Toby, and I can't believe I just said that, mm. which feels like painful, but it's true. And Van der Ven, his pace, like you said, is Carl Walker level. And yet he's a central defender and he's the size of a frigging tree. Exactly, that makes sense. And it's like, you you play a high line and you have a defender who can do that. You, you're a keeper. Because it's funny as well, because a lot of people were like in pre-season, oh, Vicario's coming out too much doing this. He now doesn't need to do it to the level he did because he knows Van der Ven's got it. Mm, yeah, exactly, <laughs> It's like yeah. the ball over the top, the guy's running in, Van der Ven out of nowhere has got the bloke running into the corner or tackled him or as, you know, at least slow play to get everybody back. He does, in doing that, he has enabled them to look more solid. Um, So I'd go with our current ones, simply because I think under the current manager, the current system, they are suited to it. And I think with Van der Ven's pace to get to cover in behind and Vicario's distribution, those make them the better option than, than our previous back five yeah no I, I agree and 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 you know what like, you know Hugo Lloris just one of the best you know but like you said yeah. his distribution was never even his prime no, never good. was wasn't no, great never and, good. and 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 that's something because you know we've we've with Vicario especially like you know he's uh, I speak to Seb because like you know Seb's a goalie for his team and I say to him you've yeah. really got to watch this guy because he just um really exudes confidence it's just it's like a ball of energy the whole time yeah. and you don't expect goalkeepers to be like that because you know in effect you kind of imagine them just as a stationary last line of defense you know but yeah. he's just there and like you know you, you see it like whenever um whenever it goes off for a goal kick or or, or he collects it instantly instantly he's got it he's looking around he's like yeah. just this insane ball of energy and it works so well in the system yeah. he 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 made a great save against fulham and then there was a corner and then he came, claimed the ball, caught it, and ran and rolled it. Yes, out. I remember that. Yeah. And there was, and I, and I was just like, yes, yeah. that is, that is the difference. Yep. That is the, the level. And this is why you signed him because he is not just a goalkeeper with a level of being able to make the saves like Larice did, but his actual game awareness of like, no, let's get going. You know, he is almost setting the tone yes. of. We don't stop, which is the manager's whole thing. Yeah, and when it starts you know, from the chunk, back, yeah, 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 and and yeah, he's kind of setting the tone, which is great. Uh, so thank you to everybody. That was all the questions for this week. Only four because no one loves us. <laughs> they do, Sam. <sighs> no, it's just a quiet no, time of I'm, year. I'm that's too all. Hurt. Yeah, no. Oh yeah, we're top of the league. No one wants to talk about Tottenham right now. Oh wait, everybody <laughs> does, but no one wants to talk to us. They love us. It's very Back sad. In. It's very sad. No, it's it's dark days for me. It's, very hurtful. Um, Crystal Palace Friday night is my idea of hell. I've talked about this many a time every season. <laughs> um, I want to play them on a nice lunchtime kickoff where their fans are still subdued. Um, Friday night at Selhurst Park. The way the way I look at it is, we have to embrace it. Like we as a team, as a group, need to embrace that this atmosphere is going to be special. Yeah, and we need to go there and play and play our game because the one thing that that atmosphere does do is that crystal palace 
play yeah. <laughs> because of it. It's like Crystal Palace at home are not going to dig in because their fans are going to be demand. You know, it's going to yeah. be a game. Yeah. Um, I hope that we've got a fully fit team to pick from because I, I feel that if we do, then we go there with a very good chance of, of picking up a win. Five points clear. The madness is that if we do do that, we do achieve a win, then we are five points clear at the top of the Premier League, which means that we'll go another weekend top, <laughs> which is just hilarious. Enjoy it. Because it is winding. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, but I'm enjoying the fact it's pissing people Shit. off so much. It's like, I don't understand why it annoys people quite so much, know I but it really I, I does. I told you, Sam, and it's what I said last week, it's because people don't, we're not in our place. Mm. Tottenham aren't meant uh, to be here, yeah. and it's upsetting them because we don't know our place at the moment, do we? I did get sent a meme the other day, which did, which uh, a lot of people know I'm a, I'm a rugby fan, and England rugby made it to the World Cup semi-final, and England rugby have been very, very poor for a couple of years. They had no right to get into that semi-final. They were not. Won it. You, yeah, it was mental, by the way, absolutely mental. They played very well in the semi-final, but up to that point, it's like, oh, how did they get there? And I got sent a meme, and it had a horse stuck in a fence, a car wedged like sideways in a tunnel, England rugby semi-finalists, Tottenham top of the league, and he said, these are all things that got places that no one can explain how. <laughs> like elephant up the tree, and <laughs> it is. I was like, oh, for I mean, it's funny, but that was very aimed at me. <laughs> Someone literally made that to send me, you know? When people are creating memes to send you, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, really? <laughs> Do I deserve that? Probably. I probably deserve it. Okay, so uh, the last uh, thing on the podcast this week is a new feature. Um, we, we talked about it before as a bit of fun, uh, and that is this new feature right here. Fans of the Spurs News Podcast, it's time for Seb's Season Update with his dad, Matt. Take it away, Matt. I love that. <laughs> right, so uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Seb has been desperate to get into a football club uh, for years and years. He was he was a part of a football club when he was about seven, and he just got a bit bored, I think, and left. And for the last two or three years, he's just been desperate to get in. And, uh, and for anyone that's got kids that's listening, um, will, will know how difficult it is to get kids into grassroots football, especially as they get older. It's easier when they're young. Uh, like, you know, five, six, seven, and they can sort of find their way into a level of, of grassroots. But when you're Seb's age and you're 11 and you want to get back into it, it's really difficult. But anyway, he, he managed to get himself into a local club as a goalkeeper. And uh, fantastic, you know, the, like he, he, it was a trial of three kids and, and, and they, were, they were brilliant, the other two. But I think with Seb, he was just very vocal, very confident. And the coach is just like that, you know, and he's, he's slotted into the team fantastically. Unfortunately for poor Seb, the results haven't completely haven't got their way at the moment. He's he's getting a bit of a sore back, uh, our Seb. I think oh, at the moment. No. I mean, he's he's been on the back of um, eight nil drubbing, a, a seven nil drubbing, uh, and, and what was he eleven one drubbing? Uh, sadly, just gone. It was a. I thought it was a seven nil drubbing, but when I went onto the app, it was actually a six nil. So he's got. It wasn't that. You, you lost track. Yeah, I lost track of the amount of goals that were. Oh, wow. and, and I keep saying to Seb, mate, look, you, 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 you're losing by a lot, right? But don't blame yourself because your team's not winning. You know, like the, the, so your team's not scoring goals. So 
if you've lost seven six or six five, for example, I'll go. Or oh, maybe we yeah. need to sort of work on some things. But your your team's not scoring any goals, and he's got he's got man of the match. I mean, bear in mind how much they've you know they've been losing by. He's had man of the match a couple of times on one occasion by the opposite. He got opposition man of the match, so they must have just felt sorry for him. I think. Yeah. But I wanted to yeah. con- I wanted to focus on the game a couple of weeks ago, and um, so bearing in mind how badly the team has been playing, uh, and it's not for want of trying. But they they went they they played this local team and uh, it w- it was an away game and I don't think it really makes much of a difference at his level you know with your home and away but um, they they went one nil down as they usually do but you just you saw something in the team and uh, they 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 equalised in the second half they played thirty minutes so nine aside thirty minutes a half at his level mm-hmm. and the second half's kicked off and they've they've, they've scored a goal uh, his team to make it one one. And then the referee has given this most outrageous penalty. Now, I was running the line, right? I, I volunteered to yeah. run the line. I've never done it before. And I was waving my flag, like, ref, that was the penalty. I'm like, I'm trying to come across unbiased, but there was nothing in that at all. Anyway, referee, that's a penalty. Seb's not faced a penalty yet. And honestly, I, I was just, like, I had a fantastic position from where I was. He saved it. He saved it. Yeah. Anyway, he's, he's, kicked, he's booted it up. Team scored, made it two one. I was like, this is yes. this is this is meant to be, right? Anyway, yeah. Roy of the Rovers. Well, it stuff. was Roy of the Rovers, Sam. <laughs> they've they've equalised, unfortunately, to make it two two. Oh. Seb has pulled off, and, I, and I'm, look, I'm going to be biased on his dad's uh, uh, Sam, yep. but w- unfortunately, our, our teams kind of play a bit of a high line, so he gets left yeah. on his own sometimes. Well, <laughs> say sometimes, yeah. quite a lot. But he's pulled off this fantastic. I mean, he's, he's rushed off his line, Vicario esque. And and and, yeah. and and pulled off a cracking save, last minute of the game, our team score, make it three two. It was fantastic. Oh. He was on the ceiling, honestly, for the whole weekend. Like <laughs> absolute legend. Like you know, and people on Facebook are saying, Sam, what said, what a great save. So he, it, it was brilliant for him. But unfortunately, it's a, at the moment, it's a bit of a. It's a bit of a one-off, but I'm hoping. Ah, that's fine. You know, it's a team. Uh, he's he's joined the team. They're, they're, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. <laughs> I keep having to say to myself, it's grassroots. They're enjoying themselves. They're getting a bit of a run out. Yeah. It's not gonna. It's not gonna affect the world if they lose or win. But there is a part of me that wants them to start <laughs> winning again. <laughs> oh, I'm hoping next well, week I'll give you an update <clears> of a great result. Yes, yes, we will continue with the Seb season updates. Uh, we will we'll stay abreast of that. Uh, so, yeah, that is it. That's all we have time for this week. I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who is listening. A uh, special thank you to everyone who does keep interacting with us. It's very nice to know we're not just talking to ourselves. Uh, we will be back next week when we talk about the Palace game and look ahead to the fixture I've been dreading slash looking forward to the most, and that's the return of Lemon Boy to the new White Hart Lane. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? It's going to be really interesting the reaction he gets. Oh, just, Where do you think yeah. he's going? I, I'm going to be there. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, I have very mixed feelings on this. I have very, very warm, happy memories due to him and the work him and his team did. But he went to Chelsea. Chelsea. What did he do that for? He's dead to yeah. me. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah, you dated someone, you got on really well, you you separated. It was a heartbreaking. You've been kind of looking at each other for a while, and then she starts shagging your mate, <laughs> and and expects you to be okay with it. No, no, it's, it's not. While you, it's not okay. While you're in the room, he's looking at you as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Okay. We went. 
Okay, we just stepped over the line again. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.